Thrones on the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Hey, it's Chase from On the Table Gaming, and welcome back to episode 51. And today we're going to be talking with Nick and Chris from Mythico Studio. Now, they run an amazing stream on Twitch every Thursday, so so we're going to get to talk to them about how they got into A Song of Ice and Fire and get some tips on if you want to start recording streams and jumping in to making your own content, uh, what are some things you might consider? Now, I do know that today dropped the new updates from Simon, uh, the evolving song about versions 1.4 rules and game mode changes. We're going to do a deep dive into that. Don't worry, that's our next episode. So stay tuned for that. And with that being said, that being said, Chris and Nick, welcome to the show. Well, thank Hello. you for having us. Thanks for having us, Chase. So I know a lot of people already know about your Song of Ice and Fire stream, which you're doing like every Thursday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the Mythicos Studios Twitch stream. And so I'm really excited to talk to you guys about what you're doing to help build the community and what you're doing on the stream. Um, but I'm wondering, before we get going, could you guys maybe talk a little about your experience with gaming just in general and maybe ultimately how you got into A Song of Ice and Fire? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go first. That's cool, Nick. Yeah, sure. So I actually um, started wargaming through Twitch, but not in kind of the way you would expect. I used to play a lot of PC games. I mean, I still play, play a lot of PC games, but I used, to, <laughs> I used to play a lot more than I do now. Um, and I was a big and uh, big Blizzard fanboy back in the day. I mean, I still play their games, but not oh, as much as man. I used to. Well, so, you don't you know, play Heroes of the Storm, do you? Yeah, uh, no, I don't. Oh, I, don't darn, but okay. I, I don't dislike the game. I just don't have the time. Gotcha. I, you know, I, I started with StarCraft and StarCraft and, uh, you know, uh, Warcraft before it was World of Warcraft. And I came across a streamer, StarCraft streamer. Um, he's unfortunately no longer with us, but uh, Jeff in Control Robinson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah sure. He unfortunately passed away a few months ago unexpectedly, but um, he was a big 40K player. Now, I'm not a huge 40K fan, but because of me being into his content, I actually... Um, was searching for a game I could play, something that would, that would kind of fit more of what I liked. Um, mm. And for a long time, I, d I didn't really have any desire to kind of pursue it. And I was just casually looking, casually looking, didn't really catch anything, see anything that caught my eye. And then finally, probably about a year ago now, I saw that Simon had a Song of Ice and Fire game. And I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. Maybe I should check it out. So I actually bought into it and I looked up Nick's store and I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty close to me. Um, so I, I just hit up, um, I forget who I talked to initially. It might have been Zach, actually. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm new. I want to come down to the store. You know, they have kind of a members kind of like, what would you call it, Nick? Like a members, it's kind of like, like a members. Yeah. Like a, like a clubhouse um, kind of thing? Clubhouse, yeah. It's kind of how you guys have it set up. And I went down there and I played a game with Nick and it was kind of tale as old as time from there on. We've just been <laughs> oh, playing yeah. ever since. Yeah. I taught you how to play. That's you true. Did. You did. The you sensei. taught me how to play. Look at that. Yeah. And uh, so, so basically my <laughs> war gaming experience is very recent. From there, I branched out to uh, AOS, Age of Sigmar, um, and a few other things casually, but you know, it, it really did actually start with uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Oh man, that's awesome! Huh. It's cool to hear. You know, um, I had a lot of respect for Jeff and Control Robinson. He's amazing, and mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it's it's really sad that uh, 
he's uh since passed yeah uh, it's so cool to hear that the influence he's had on people and <laughs> in, in just even like outside of the gaming community that's amazing and uh pulling you into this game nick how about you how'd you get into uh gaming and a song of ice and fire oh man i, I guess different story but similar conclusion where <laughs> I kind of ended end up, up playing with, Chris at some point in the story. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll route back to that. But I, I had grown up. Uh, my dad had played Warhammer Fantasy since the beginning, and uh, so I played with him. I played 40k back in the beginning, and uh, a couple other war games. But you know, I, I remember the first time my dad gave me the Warhammer Fantasy rulebook. And that book is like 200 plus pages. <laughs> and I just, I was really turned off by that. I was turned off by the 40K rule book that was a similar size. And, and I tried other games, um, Legion and whatnot. And I just didn't really fall in love with a, a war game until honestly, like recently with Ice and Fire. I just, it really kind of brought together that rank and file uh, kind of type of or style of play that I thought was so much fun in Warhammer Fantasy but with just way less rules to get through. Um, I also, you know, running the store, I'm, I'm always looking for games that are good, good introductory to wargaming games. And I think Ice and Fire is one of those games, firstly, because, you know, someone could come in and say, hey, I'd like to learn how to play. You could play a demo game and they could say like, oh, you know, you show them the app. By the way, the app is, you know, a great way to, uh, that a lot of other war games don't do to really kind of get people to start theory crafting about what sort of army they want. And, uh, you know, they could build their list and they could literally just take the product right off the shelf, open it up and just play. And that's kind of what happened with Chris, uh, where, you know, you know, we want, like, let's say you're going to play bolt action or, or AOS, right. And you want to play with a friend. Well, you have to buy all that stuff, which is also very expensive and then spend like a week building all your models before you can even sit down and play. So right. and then you know, just, glue and your paint. Yeah. It's a daunting, it's oh, a daunting yeah. experience, oh. although it is rewarding, you know, and it's why I'm involved in, you know, with Mythicos and why we're building this company and why, you know, I love, I love the community. I love all the games, but it's, it's a hard hobby to get into sometimes as, as Chris maybe could attest to, but mm -hmm. with ice and fire, you really can, just jump into the game. It's not that hard to play. The cards make it really dynamic. And uh, I really just kind of fell in love with it. And I think it's a great game. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, yeah, I echo a lot of that. And I, man, just the ability that you're speaking to of being able to open up a box and put the miniatures right on the table. That is so huge. It's, and it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. great. Just from an accessibility standpoint, you know, it's that's and that applies to anything, right? It's it's like you want to get into these certain things and it's just hard to because a lot of times, no matter what it is, whether it's wargaming, video games, you know, MMOs, something like that, it's hard to just pick something up when it's years and years and years and years already in production, right? Mm -hmm. And not only did a song of ice and fire only has been out for 18 months or so, <laughs> right. um, but it's also a game, like Nick said, that you can just pick out of the box put your miniatures on the table, put them on the trays and get going. And, and you know, it's basically what I did <laughs> quite literally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's actually a, a good point. You bring up Chris, like, you know, I felt like every time I was getting into a war game, there was already so much meta built up on top of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I felt like I was just jumping in, not at a level playing field a little bit. And I felt like I had a lot of catch yeah. up to do. And I thought it was so much fun with Ice and Fire is it's, you know, it's pretty clean slate at the time. I think it still is. 
I think it's a really easy game to get into the meta of it without, you know, having to read, you know, codexes and right. look through eight years of kind of how the game has evolved. Like it's a fresh yeah. game and so it's a good time to to learn about the game and kind of figure out your own way to play uh, without it being wrong or right or made fun of because it's not, you know, crunchy and meta. Right. And it yeah. doesn't, and it's a game that's the purpose of the game is to play the game. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you, oh, I have my unit and then I have an attachment, but like it doesn't have individual war gear or, you know, five exactly. other layers of stuff because it's about yeah. playing the game. It's about being maneuvering your troops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's got and, all the elements, but it's not over, over daunting or overwhelming. I think so too. And from a price point perspective, you're not even priced <laughs> out of, you know, maybe a list that is meta competitive, but the actual models themselves can be very expensive, which I also like. Like, uh, it's pretty hard to spend. I mean, look, if you really enjoy collecting and having all the units, of course, you can spend plenty of money. And yeah, you know, and we all, I think we're all kind of, I think Chris and I are definitely there, but oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'll be like, really... it's so much cheaper. You paid 80 bucks for that unit, man. I bought, and it's like, oh, I spent the same amount of money. I just bought $80 worth of units instead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, ex- army. you know, and that's fine, and that's good, but <laughs> the, you don't have to, is kind of the point, right? Like, you yeah. can really, you could jump into maybe some kind of high level tournament with spending like 200 bucks. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you can legitimately put together competitive lists out of the starter box. Like, right. you can, you can 100%, maybe buying one or two boxes, you know, mm-hmm. just to get some extra attachments. But, you know, I think that's what's the greatest thing about the game is that it doesn't overcomplicate anything. You know, at, now that I've moved onto other games as kind of like secondary games, and I mentioned AOS before, like, you look at how much time it takes to build the model, to mm-hmm. paint the models. And, you know, I'm very, I'm very kind of, you know, critical over my painting skills. And I kind of, you know, it's taken me a long time to kind of develop them, even the last, you know, long time, six months. But, you know, <laughs> it's taken me a while to get to the point where I'm like, oh, wow, okay, this looks pretty good. And I don't feel kind of like the 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 need to get it all painted and stuff like that with song of ice and fire actually none of my stuff is painted right now um (laughs) so and i'm completely fine with that just because for me my love is in the game right just playing it and getting it on the table and going and list building theory crafting i mean that's the nitty-gritty and i could do that without having to worry about the presentation of it which is i think the biggest draw for a lot of people and then, I mean, you guys are also really known for having essentially the highest quality streaming of A Song of Ice and Fire available online. People haven't checked this out. You, you have to check out one of these Thursday Twitch streams. You know, before I get into talking more about that, like, how did you guys decide that you were going to stream this game? Have you been streaming for a while? Like, kind of what's, what's going on with that? Chris has been streaming all kinds of games for a long time. Streaming mm-hmm. is definitely pretty new to me. And and Ice and Fire is definitely the first game I've ever streamed. But, I mean, I've been involved in video production for a long time. That's kind of my other job. And, and what I did before uh, we started Mythicos was, you know, sh- uh, we do, you know, video shoots as well as we do a lot of animation. So uh, I was really looking for an outlet within Mythicos to kind of bring those skills into the streaming world or into the content world and, and just... Uh, kind of communicate the best way I knew how, which was to make some kind of video. And uh, I started with battle reports, and we were shooting these really elaborate um, um, bolt-action battle reports with uh, equipment I've had just from shooting production and um, 
it just the amount of time it takes to do a full shoot, to edit, then to add graphics on top. Oh yeah. Uh, to to kind of do VO uh, as well if you need to kind of supplement where uh, the cast isn't really communicating very well what's happening in the game. I mean, it, it took like thirty hours to put that <laughs> together, and it was just it was yeah. nuts. So wow, dude, know, I was I, to- I'm living Sorry. that. Everyone's been saying, hey, make, make battle reports, make battle reports. And I'm like, okay, so I've got like Man. these crazy graphics and stuff. And then it's like, hey, yeah, but by the way, the 1.5 changes are coming out sometime between now and the end of the year. <laughs> and I'm like, do I want to spend 60 hours on a video and then have yeah. the rules change? And so yeah. it's like, am I waiting? Exactly. Or like, so, what am I doing? So uh, kind of my idea and what Chris and I have been working on for the past three months is trying to figure out how to just do it all kind of in a performance, right? So, you know, we've got mm-hmm. two and a half hours. How do we communicate this as clear and as concise and as well as we can? And then we just put it on YouTube and we're kind of done. You know, it it definitely makes for a longer video, which, you know, it's sometimes nice when you have more of a condensed battle report. But but yours is an experience. Like, I, I, to be honest, I don't often watch the video on demands of it. I just try to Mm. get there live because you're interacting. There's people in the chat going. It's just a kind of a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's such a unique medium, right? Is Twitch is is so interesting because it's evolving past the point. Um, if if anyone's been on Twitch for a long time, it used to be a website called Justin TV, and that was a, a kind of a gaming thing. And then other platforms started to come in, like art and music and stuff like that. And they made Twitch for gaming. And then all of a sudden, now Twitch is becoming what Justin TV became. So it's like it's an evolving platform, and there's a lot of opportunity to kind of have live productions on it mm-hmm. um and i think that you know when me and nick started talking we would just literally just go to the store start playing we're talking getting to know each other and kind of i was kind of seeing how you know i might be able to help grow the game and stuff like that and i had mentioned twitch and i said you know you guys do a twitch stream here yeah and they were doing it kind of casually um a couple of guys in the community were doing you know their games here and there and i said you know i really think we could do a weekly thing here what do you think And the greatest thing about, you know, I don't have a video production background. I'm more of kind of a personality. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friends are, you know, social social media influencers or whatever. And they have been on platforms like Vine and stuff. So I've kind of grown the last five, six years around that. So for me, being kind of like a host on a show is very natural, very easy. So I said, you know, I think we could take this and kind of make it more of like kind of what I've always envisioned wanting to watch on Twitch when it comes to wargaming. I'm like, I love this game of Song of Ice and Fire. How can we bring it to Twitch and utilize what the platform has and what the streaming kind of uh, technology that we have now uh, can utilize, you know, cameras. And uh, we come up with all sorts of crazy ideas, but um, how can we do a live production and make it super intuitive um, to the point where, you know, Viewers know what's going on without having to ask questions. Biggest thing there. Um, and then there's live interaction. There's camera angles. There's just, you can get lost in the production. And that's kind of what our goal has been. And it, it it takes some time because like with every new implementation that we take, you know, Nick has to do the graphics and then we got to load it in. We got to figure out a way to do it live because really, you know, we're doing it like with three people that we really could use like a production team. Totally. <laughs> like, you know, like I hate to say it, but like, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause um, George, if you've watched any of our live stream, George does a lot of the kind of in um, in house on the spot kind of tech stuff when Nick is playing. 
and you know it's funny but like <laughs> you know it's hard because he's one guy you know and, mm-hmm. and so we try to make it as simple as we can um using kind of the broadcasting software to try to you know tokens how to have them pulled up and hidden or something like that and i've been working with nick to try to make it the best production that we can because really you know for me it's i i want to be in the viewers kind of chair and if I, they're enjoying themselves that that's that's who i want to envision myself as you know so i just want to make sure it's something fun it's fun to play like i get to play and i get to play in front of people which is awesome yeah it it also kind of reminded me of you know why I kind of moved away from animation a little bit and really focused on Mythicos and why I wanted to do something like Mythicos in the first place was that, you know, working in production, you're just kind of behind a computer screen, you're executing on what someone wants and you complete that task, right? But, you know, at Mythicos, where so much is about community building and getting to interface with people, uh, it, it really kind of worked out beautifully to stream where I get to make a video I get to design an experience that, you know, is satisfying to watch. And also, you know, I get to learn from as well as I get that added layer of I get to, you know, interface with the community, which I normally really wouldn't get to do with a battle report. Right. Where, again, it's just a closed loop production. I put it on YouTube or wherever it's going. And then, you know, the comments ensue. Right. Like it's nice Mm -hmm. to it's nice to have that experience of just getting to interface with other people playing the game. And because of it, I also think if you kind of watch our stream over time and, you know, and into the future, a lot of our decisions uh, have been made and, or graphically have been suggested by the community and by yeah. the stream people watching. And uh, mm-hmm. that's really how we've also evolved the production to, uh, to kind of where it is and where I hope it you know, goes in the future where it'll be like really concise, really clean, really like really, there's no reason to have a battle report. Uh, to add any other layers of information, like we'll really be able to capture it all in one kind of closed uh, stream. Yeah, no, no pressure. But every week when I tune in, there's always something that I didn't think needed to be better, but suddenly is better. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much better. So yeah, we're trying we're next week. But now, okay, yeah. so how many camera angles do you have? Because I feel like you get some amazing shots, and it's not just like overhead and then like the dice cam. Um, you're getting, you know, beautiful shots of the table, but from seemingly a variety of different angles, even when it's just on like a 45 degree shot. So yeah, we have five right now. Um, we're upgrading to seven for next Thursday (laughs) Yeah, and that's it. I'm calling it. There's no, (laughs) yeah, no more. It's just, I want 3d camera. Where's the, I want the, I want the VR headset. I want to listen. We would do, we would do 20 if we could, but like, you know, there's only so many, uh, cameras you can have activated on a computer at once before it starts to get wonky. Like even now we have trouble with the amount of cameras that we use. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) we're trying, we're actually going to pull apart the computer probably next week and uh, get everything kind of replugged in and reorganized. Cause we're going to, we're going to put in a new card to, uh, basically power more USB, uh, slots just so we can even accommodate more cameras because right now yeah. we're basically maxed out but we really want to run these motion tracks that we got for next week so we can actually oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. move the cameras around the table um it's just something that you know we've had through partnering with other uh people in production and um and we really want to use them for ice and fire but uh our computer is just screaming right now so we gotta yeah we gotta work on that a little bit <laughs> yeah unfortunately technology sometimes wants to fight back Mm -hmm. but you know the idea is there (laughs) 
<laughs> we but I, I will say, although, you know, I think sometimes maybe we go a little overboard just because this is really kind of our, you know, this has really kind of become <laughs> like a passion for Chris and I just how to yeah, make this yeah. better every Thursday. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's definitely not necessary, I think, to capture a solid stream, you know, and I, and I hope that our setup, it doesn't make it feel like, oh, this is like what I need to do. Uh, you know, ultimately, I really think and what I've learned, you know, making graphics and, and setting this set up, setting up these uh, stream layouts is having an overhead uh, camera is the easiest way to kind of showcase the game. As long as you're going to have some kind of graphic interface, just to denote what units are which, because without that, it can be very difficult to understand what's happening uh, mm -hmm. unless you're every single time pointing to a unit and saying, I'm going to be using, you know, Jon Snow in the, you know, in the Sworn Swords, right? Um, yeah. But, um, so I think that one is probably the most important camera to have as well as a dice cam, because without a dice cam, you're shouting every roll. Right. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun to see that suspense as well as if you can manage it, like really get to pick up the sound of the roll. Mm -hmm. uh, that can be mm -hmm. like a really, I, I found that to be a very crisp, rewarding kind of part of the stream is seeing the, the rolls happen and being able to hear the rolls happen. You know, it's, it's a much different sound when you're rolling 14, you know, dice with the, you know, the mountain with the mountains men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or or when you're rolling you know your one charge dice and you always get a one like me and <laughs> exactly it's, uh, you know it's there's, there's different levels of intensity but mm -hmm. so um, i mean you're so... kind of already getting into that but you know so i see commonly people in the chat watching this being like really inspired and sometimes you'll be like man i want to do this like what do i have to do so mm -hmm. you're kind of talking about you know so two camera setup dice cam overhead for sure um mm -hmm. If someone was like, man, I want to try and, you know, be like Mythico Studios here, what other advice would you give them for starting the stream? Because, you know, the more games we get to see of people, the better. Mm -hmm. um, what other tips might you give for someone who is interested in trying to pursue something like this? So I think um, with anything, you got to understand Twitch as a platform. And the hardest thing to do on Twitch is visibility, right? Visibility for your stream, whether it's for your personal stream, a stream like Mythicos Studios stream, it's hard to get eyes to the stream through the actual app, uh, through the actual website that is Twitch, because unfortunately their visibility isn't great, right? Um, we do have kind of an advantage because there is kind of like a board game section, so people may stumble across us while we're while we're going. Um, but the hardest thing is getting eyes to the table or eyes to the computer to watch. So the biggest, biggest, biggest piece of advice is besides your production and, and what you're doing with your production is driving eyes through other forms of whether it be uh, social media, whether it be, you know, Facebook groups, whether it be through word of mouth, whatever, you need another medium to kind of drive eyes to your stream and that's going to apply to pretty much anything on twitch whether you're going to do uh war gaming whether you're going to do video games where you're going to do art whether you're going to do music you have to have some other form of kind of uh content or um ways to drive the eyes to your stream i mean that's it's just the kind of the way it's set up um it's not kind of it's kind of unfortunate because I love Twitch as a platform, but it just it is very hard to drive eyes to your particular area. So you have to have to have to have to have some other form of kind of uh, I'll just say content 
out there to drive yeah, the or, or it's just a lot of external outreach right like yeah you know it, it can be a little disheartening uh to you know set everything up and then you know nobody's watching right and mm-hmm, right. twitch specifically isn't really set up for war gaming right there isn't a yeah. category for it i mean our our twitch is in board games right which you know i suppose ice and fire is a board game but uh, you know, it would be nice if there was a category right. specifically for uh, wargaming viewers to uh, yeah. you know, find a, find these kinds of games in the first place. So, you know, why and one of the reasons why we jumped into the Ice and Fire closed group was, you know, to try to, to kind of find some people that maybe wanted to participate or or watch the stream and and just to uh, to kind of engage with on that end. Um, you know, I think you have to do a little bit of work on that side to to find people to watch your stream as well. Like you can't just set it up and assume people will watch. You have to find, Mm -hmm. you have to also find people and let them know about it. And I think that's Chris's point too. Like you you have to be loud and you have to, you know, show people that you've got a a good experience for people to, to participate in. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we experience the same thing all the time with all of our tournaments, right? Like, you know, I could make a beautiful trophy and we can get the store set up and have an awesome tournament ready. But if we're not doing a lot of outreach or, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, you're not going to have many people coming. So I would mm-hmm. say one of the best things you can do, no matter what kind of setup you have, is to just be vocal about your your idea, about your stream. And uh, just try to find places where those, uh, you know, where those people are, where people you think would watch your stream. And that's one thing. We, we definitely need to be better at ourselves and uh, finding more places where maybe people would benefit from, you know, hanging out with us and watching Ice and Fire at Mythicus, So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think at this point you're getting, a, a, you know, what I love too is that you guys are so natural on screen. You've got great personalities. And I think you kind of showcase like what this community is kind of about uh, in the way you play and the attitudes you bring to the game. It's just a really fun to watch. It's a really welcoming stream. But I think also now you're kind of getting to some points where you're getting some critical mass with the people in the chat. You're getting a lot of knowledgeable people in there. So it's sure. kind of fun just to hang out and talk with those people. Um, and so I'm excited to see, like, I think you guys are going to be exploding soon. But just it's been great to see that you guys are, you know, really just becoming kind of one of the places to watch these sorts of games. Because you can't really watch a lot of other live games being played. It's true. No. Yeah, it's true. true. And it's sad. It, but. I will say, I think a big part of it is just, it's hard to do. It, right. It's really, it's yeah. really not that well, easy. And I think, you know, from some people, they might be kind of a little bit, it might be a little bit daunting just even getting the basic overlays. Mm. You're talking about like tokens. Um, that's hard to make, right? So if someone wanted to get started with that, that can be kind of a little overwhelming just to try and figure that step out. Right. Which is... Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> da, 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 <laughs> segue. Why, yeah. why uh, you know, one of the things we're trying to do is we're going to get some kind of Google Drive set up where, you know, as we have uh, graphics that we think would actually be helpful for other people to use, we're going to dump them in there. Uh, we'll send that to you, Chase, so you can, you know, have Sweet. that somewhere on, on the table. And yeah, we'll can, blast it out. Yeah, it'd be awesome. So we're going to release all the tokens we've made. Um, I'm in the process of getting all the tokens without pictures in them on Creative Commons, so everybody's kind of safe to use them. That's amazing. Um, and, and so that uh, includes like weekend tokens, panic tokens, yep, unit exactly. portraits, you know, the unit least circles. Mm-hmm. So all those, all those icons, all the actual tokens themselves, 
I, I designed uh, and drew everything so everybody's safe to use them. They don't have to deal with any kind of weird like cease and desist from some artist somewhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it'll, uh, it'll just be me. So, <laughs> Man, that is amazing that you're doing that though because I know it takes a lot of time to make that stuff. It does. It does. And, but, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I've had a background in making other kinds of graphics. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm pretty used to making stuff quickly as well, just dealing with commercial arts generally. So, you know, I, I bang them out pretty quickly. Um, so maybe That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's not so, too big of a deal. Well, so here's what we're going to do then. So, Next, uh, next Thursday, what is that? That's the 24th of October. Yes. So next Thursday, 24th of October at 7.30. Let's see if we can get a bunch of people in there to check out your stream. If they haven't seen it, I mean, 100% you have to be in there, but just check out some of the new changes you're bringing. It'd be fun just to get like a, a huge crew in there. And uh, what do you have any ideas like what you might be fielding or what sort of game it might be? Is it too early out? Um, well, we did have some ideas because we were talking to Ron. Uh, so if you guys saw the last stream, we had Ron, who was the uh, tournament champion in the last two tournaments. Um, he's our reigning mm -hmm. champion. And that and, was a uh, close game, and that was it, crazy. It, it, it was, was a close game, man. I cannot beat him. Uh, I was I was telling, <laughs> we're, me, me and Chase and Nick were talking about this before the podcast, but me and Ron have developed a pretty good friendly rivalry where we end up either in the top table or somewhere in the later rounds face, facing off. And unfortunately, I made a, a, a very poor uh, scoring error during the tournament. So we were both a little bummed. He did end up winning, but he wanted to have a rematch to kind of, uh, you know, just kind of solidify things. And uh, well, he, he kicked my butt. So, <laughs> but it was a close <laughs> game and it was a lot of fun. Um, but we talked to him after and um, we have a couple ideas of what we're going to do next week. Um, um, we haven't nailed it down. All specifically. right. We'll wait for the reveal. It'll be yeah. <laughs> but we, uh, we definitely want to showcase some of the new units that got dropped today. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, look, uh, look, we look forward to, uh, unveiling what we will be doing. So if they want to stay up to date on, you know, announcements or things about the stream or any of your coverage of a song of ice and fire or other games, where, where can people best find that? So I guess, you know, we always do announcements on our closed uh, Facebook group. So if you just look at Mythico Studios on, on Facebook, you'll, you'll find us. Um, it's a closed group, so you have to request to join, but we let everyone in. It's just to keep bots out. Um, so we post there. I mean, we post on the Ice and Fire closed group as well. Um, we should probably start posting in this Discord. Absolutely, <laughs> for sure. I, I actually, in the On the Table Gaming Discord, we do post every Thursday for you guys. Don't oh, worry. Right. Oh, awesome. But, Thank you. But I would love to get, um, maybe we can get some of the streams up on a Song of Ice and Fire CC.com. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. We, we have them all on our YouTube as well. If you just look at Bitsco I'll Studios, if you ever miss a stream, in. we, we uh, make the thumbnails and we try to get them up two days after the stream. So we should Perfect. be getting up uh, this, this Thursday's stream uh, tomorrow morning. So uh, just look us up on YouTube as oh, well. Sorry for the place. spoilers then, everybody, about uh, who won that match then. Never mind. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> worry about watching this one. <laughs> no, no, no. All, all you said it was a close game. I didn't okay, know. yeah, sorry. Said, close, yeah, yeah, yeah. close game. I didn't, sorry, <laughs> I, I, I'll edit this out. Beep. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And then any things that you guys are excited for coming down the line for A Song of Ice and Fire? Things you're looking forward to or maybe tournaments or events that you guys have or even just units being released? Mm, unsullied spam. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I'm actually really looking forward to transitioning into neutral um, for my main faction. I think, oh, with, yeah, I think finally with Blackguard coming out, I'm going to make the switch. That was always my plan. You know, I, I, I won't think any, I won't say anything disparaging about 1.5, but I'm not necessarily thrilled with some of the Stark nerfs that are coming out. So uh, <laughs> I think it's probably a good time to hang up Stark for a little while. And, oh, it's uh, not going to be that bleak. Don't, don't uh, worry about it. I don't know. <laughs> we, we'll that's see. our we'll next see. episode coming up, and there we'll is see. a preview article that'll is drop there? the same day oh, as nice. this podcast that we're putting oh, okay. out. All right. Um, well, I look forward to it, and I hope <laughs> insignificant is part of the keyword oh, for Walt. Yeah, if, I, if I see a if I see a smile on Chris's face, I'll know I'll know the news. Yeah. All right. Oh, geez. But but nevertheless, I'm I'm looking forward to switching into neutral for a little while just to try something new. You know, I've been playing Stark so heavily, um, and just honestly just the just the new game modes just yeah. having more to play during a tournament you know yeah sure i think our next tournament's going to be massive just because we're going to have you know upwards of now it's like six seven game modes that we can play there's a lot to think about you know i think the game modes are in a really really good place after all the changes to the 1.4 game modes uh, which got released today yeah i mean i'm just excited i just want to play <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah how about you nick kind of uh new releases yeah hmm good question i mean look i i was so pumped when they said they were going to sell some of the baratheon sets at gen con i had three of the guys get in line for me to try to get a starter set and uh i think they're super fun so i really want baratheons to be my next faction i just think they're they're pretty easy to play in the sense that they're just trying to you know play like a whack-a-mole right they're just <laughs> just yeah. lots of attacks lots of counterattacks. lots of i'll attack you after i'm dead um so i, I really want to play baratheons uh, that's definitely gonna be my next army uh i'm playing night's watch right now even though i normally play lannister Ooh. just because i know i just i jumped on the, band, <laughs> the bandwagon a little bit just because they're just really fun they have a lot of cool rules they're sturdy so good, they're a good faction to kind of put together like elite lists with i think absolutely um and, and that stone thrower that's gonna be really interesting i know i know, I know. I know people are kind of you know in, in the extremes about it either think it's too powerful or not but mm -hmm. it's definitely gonna mix up the, the the meta a little bit and i know some people like brett lamphair who like to run like elite lists mm -hmm. this is a this is a big threat to stuff like that it's it's true yeah. just a yeah. lot of wounds in the beginning can be pretty rough so yeah, mm -hmm. so what do we got? We got stone throwers. We have uh, the Fen, the guard. Yeah, Fen. so Fen. Yeah, so that's as we, the listeners got... roll their eyes. I yeah. I talked about free folk a little bit on here, so we'll we'll you leave that what? off for now. I cannot <laughs> wait to see more free folk players. With oh, I think with Fen that's coming what I was out, gonna say Fen say, is yeah. like the glue that is going to put together this faction. Like this is such a good unit. It makes sense in so many of their tactics. Like mm -hmm. I want to see the free folk players come out in mass. Like we don't have any at the store really so, so i'm i'm, I'm calling it now i think uh the free folk power creep is beginning oh and, yeah and uh i know they maybe seem to have started from a lower place but mm -hmm. these next six months i feel like free folk are just getting stronger and stronger and it's starting to like oh, yeah. kind of rapidly compound so good yep. i hope so i think we're gonna see i think you're right i think we'll see a lot more free folk victories and i think also with kind of these uh what is it storm crows coming out right yeah and yes. I, I think we're gonna see a lot more neutral faction just because you'll actually have some diversity in list building 
uh, you know, other than so right good. now where we just see a lot of Flaveman uh, spam and it, it, you know, stands up well against free folk and can really get <laughs> brutalized by other things. So, yeah, I think I think neutral faction and free folk are definitely the two armies I'm most excited about. Uh, I also just really want to play Baratheons uh, yeah. whenever they come out. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to in this game. Mm-hmm. If anyone's interested, please uh, watch our stream on, on Thursdays at 7.30 Eastern Time. Um, you know, it's usually like a two and a half hour long stream. We play a lot of different uh, Ice and Fire games. You know, we try to talk to the chat as much as possible. It's, it's a fun time. So I would say look out for that um, as well as we'll definitely have a tournament coming out some point in November. So if you're in the New York City, New Jersey area where Mythco Studios were in Asakasana, New Jersey, um, you know, that's always, how you say it. It's, you know, we've got space to do some pretty big tournaments. We have like 18 game tables, so we can definitely mm. host a pretty large ice and fire tournament. And we try to, uh, we do really cool 3d printed trophies. We, we just really, you know, try to make it an awesome day for everyone. And, uh, so look at, look, look out for our next tournament, uh, should be end of November. I'm thinking. Uh, but we'll we'll let everybody know on the uh, closed group as well. Probably post Baratheon. Oops, sorry, but probably okay, post Baratheon release. Yeah, yeah. And if people haven't hmm. seen uh, Baratheons, are going to be dropping no longer on the 25th of October, but now on the 18th of November. Yeah, I did yeah. see that. Again, post push back a little bit, but that's okay. You know, they'll be here. Right. Uh, no, we're used good. to waiting. George R. R. Martin fans, we're we're, we're used to waiting. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is nothing. Like we're oh, ready. Nothing. Three so, weeks. There was about five initial... years. Still waiting. I'm not on even that. bothered. Winter's yeah. still coming. The, the initial yeah. rumor, I think, was March too, and I was like, whoa, that seems drastic and not uh, true. Yeah, that so, was that was a misinformation somebody posted online yeah i yeah. saw that yeah i'm excited for baratheons too but thank you so much for coming on oh yeah and, thank uh, you thank you for having us yeah thanks for having us man it's awesome and i look forward to seeing some people in the chat next week uh on your stream and in the meantime i hope you get your miniatures on the table <laughs>